0: mentioned something really intriguing, and I'd love to play a little game with you called hip hop finance. And what the game is, is I'm personally a hip hop fan. But one of the interesting things, and I'll kind of say my generation, just because there are a lot of hip hop lyrics that Purport to give financial advice. I'd love to just try your ear on a couple of them and see what you think. And you can give me a thumbs up if it's sound financial advice, or a thumbs down. Starting from the top here, and we alluded to this already in terms of creative investments with art. But from the eponymous Jay Z, it's a song called "Story of O.J.," and the lyric. I'm gonna uh, censor myself a little bit, but the lyric says, "I bought some artwork for one million. Two years later." that was worth $2 million. A few years later, worth $8 million. can't wait to give this to my children. Is that sound financial advice to let creative investments appreciate value? Or how do you feel about that, Stuart?
1: Well, I think technically creative assets, uh, that's pretty much the only way that they can be invested is to uh, buy and hold. That strategy is called buy and hold. And if you've got capital in your portfolio to allocate to creative assets, then I think it's great. There's no doubt Jay-Z is able to allocate that in his portfolio. I'll guarantee you this. Jay-Z has an ample allocation in his portfolio of cash flowing assets. and real estate. He's not just buying art. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. We need to have his boring is beautiful conversation.
1: You get to a point where investing is about uh, who you're going to leave it to. So, Mm, we're alluding
0: to generational wealth again. So do we get we get a thumbs up on that one, Stuart? Yes, yes. Buy and awesome. hold. Yes. Okay, buy and hold. Let's write that down on a flashcard, kids. The next one, we're going to go back a few decades to a classic by Wu-Tang Clan. And this one is CREAM, which stands for Cash Rules Everything Around Me. And I would translate that to money equals freedom. But do we get a thumbs up on that or a thumbs down, Stuart?
1: Yes. Financially speaking, yes. Yes. And
0: I think there's a mentality to money is not everything. I mean, as we referenced in the Jay-Z lyric earlier, there's a component of family and personal life. And. I mean, for me, I know I can't bring everything to heaven personally. So there is this feeling that money isn't everything, but money can guarantee freedom and more decisions. And that's why it's worthwhile to start thinking about it early. Or, you know, really, I'll say it like this too. It's never too late to start thinking about it. So awesome. Wu-Tang, you get the thumbs up from Stuart here. And now we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction. We're going to cite a book. So there's a hip hop artist named Slim Thug, and he wrote a book called How to Survive a Recession. And I'm laughing because I was like, I just found out about this book today. And I thought, I really got to read this book. But a quote from How to Survive a Recession by Slim Thug. He says, if you can't buy it three times over, you can't afford it. Don't drive a Bentley on a Benz
1: Income. Interesting analogy there. Because to me, a Ben's income, that's still pretty good. But the point holds, you know, I think my generation used to say you got champagne taste with a beer budget. So if you're out making a purchase and you can't afford to buy it three times, that's actually a pretty good metric, I would say. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um,
1: You know, basically that stops you from overspending. Let's just say you want a $20,000 car. And you're going to finance that. And that's you know what most people do is they're, they're buying a monthly payment and they happen to get a car with it. So if you can afford that payment or three times that payment, then you can do it. But if you can't, you realize what happens after you've done that, then, then your window for what you can afford just got reduced. Until something else frees up, you make more money, you pay something else off, that type of thing. I'll give that a thumbs up. Yeah.
0: Oh, wonderful. Sound financial advice, Lim Thug. Yeah. You know, before we go on, what I personally love about this, this exercise is that there's this traditional idea of hip hop and the ideas that it disseminates through visual mediums. We all are familiar with the tropes of gold chains, expensive cars, very expensive clothing, and I really enjoy picking out the bits of financial advice that are applicable in in real world that will actually put someone on the path to financial success because we can't get gold chains without investing in the boring is beautiful framework so we can get that capital and afford to buy ourselves those types of luxuries. So really appreciate this exercise.
1: I, I might rephrase, you can't keep the gold chains when I mean, you can always <laughs> buy gold chains with your credit card.
0: Oh good. Um, I, I own no yeah. gold chains personally. So <laughs> I'm completely uneducated yeah. when it comes to this. So the last two I wanted to go through <laughs> with you, Stuart, they're a little bit more I'm gonna say specific. They get into a little bit more meaty financial terms, at least for me. So there's another song called Dangerous by Buster Rhymes, and he says, floss a little, invest up in a mutual fund. What do you think of that advice?
1: I think mutual funds are great places to start. Now, I think there's over 2,600 mutual funds publicly traded in the market right now, so I would challenge anyone to be a little pickier than that, than just a mutual fund. You can pick an income fund that will throw off income to you, if you wish. You can pick a high-risk growth fund. When you see the word growth in financial media, that generally means more risk, but that would have been big tech 20 years ago. They, they were all risky. Now they're almost blue chip staples. So mutual funds are good options, but be selective. You pick a good fund family like Fidelity or Schwab or any of those guys. And then it all goes back to your investment goals. What are you investing for?
0: Is the category of mutual fund moving closer to that boring is beautiful framework in terms of being one aspect it can of a be. portfolio? Got it. Mutual
1: funds, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Generally, I found them to be quite boring. So
0: The last one I wanted to query you about, sir, comes from Kendrick Lamar. So going a little bit more contemporary here. This comes from a record called YOLO. This gets quite (laughs) specific, actually. Invest in your future. Don't dilute your finances. 401k, make sure it's low risk. Then get some real estate, 4.25%. 30-year mortgage. Is <laughs> that a thumbs up? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we're ending on a winner here. But for those that don't know the meaning of YOLO, the acronym, it stands for you only live once. So that's solid financial advice for your future. So thank you, Kendrick yeah. Lamar.
1: You should take advantage of everything that you have in your world. If you have a job and that company offers you a 401k and they're going to do a match, If you put your money aside through your 401k and whether that money gains a dime in growth over the next year, but the company matches it, you're a winner. So it's just free money to that point. And it's free money that comes to you by just playing the game. You have to discipline enough to divert enough from your pay to be in that. It's a great vehicle. You can invest in passive real estate as well through retirement plans as well. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, just a a quick asterisk on the hiring front and for workers. When companies offer awesome employee resources and benefits like 401k matching funds, it's such a huge piece of employee retention. It can really mean a lot. And it also is It's investing in company culture that's built on financial stability on an individual level as well on an organizational level. So I love hearing that.